Hello and welcome to Franzic Radelet's FMLA Insights Podcast. I'm Jeff Novak, an attorney at Franzic Radelet, and I'm here with my colleague Bill Picorni. Good afternoon. Our law firm Franzic Radelet is a 50-attorney, Chicago-based labor and employment and education law firm, and we maintain a national practice in labor and employment law. This month, in light of Valentine's Day, while love is in the air, we thought it would be of benefit to our listeners to discuss FMLA leave as it relates to pregnancy and time off to bond with a newborn baby. Because when you think of love and romance, you really think of the Family and Medical Leave Act, right? Yeah, forgive, forgive the, the tenuous connection here. Uh, as, as a general rule, we know that employees who are otherwise eligible may take up to 12 weeks of FMLA leave to, to be with their newborn child uh, so long as it's within the first 12 months after birth. This is known as bonding time. That's easy enough, and most of us have a handle on this basic obligation. But when it comes to FMLA leave due to the birth of an employee's child, common questions arise that are a bit more difficult to um, administer in practice. For instance, can you obtain certification of pregnancy? Is intermittent leave allowed for bonding time and for other matters arising because of a pregnancy? Are prenatal visits covered? And finally, what about dad? What is his FMLA entitlement? First, let's discuss the need for uh, medical certification. When an employee approaches you and she tells you that she's pregnant and needs time off, can you confirm that pregnancy? Can you seek medical certification for the need that might arise after the birth of the baby? Uh, Can you obtain medical certification? This really should be broken down into two different situations where an employee has informed you of her pregnancy or a father has informed you of of the mother's pregnancy. The regulations arguably do not allow you to, to seek medical certification as to bonding time, that time period after the birth of the baby um, where they are, are bonding with, with the child. However, you can, in the Notice of Eligibility and and Rights and Responsibilities notice, require that the employee provide reasonable documentation of a family uh, relationship, such as a note from the doctor confirming the pregnancy, uh, and and obviously uh, you, as the employer, are going to realize shortly before the birth that um, the, the birth is impending and that leave is likely to follow. On the other hand, where an employee needs FMLA leave for things like prenatal visits or because uh, they're incapable of doing the job because of of an issue relating to the pregnancy, um, let's say morning sickness, for example, you can obtain medical certification in those instances. So as a general rule, the pregnancy itself and bonding time Um, You cannot seek a a full-blown medical certification. However, for those situations where the pregnant employee is incapable of doing her job leading up to the birth or for uh, otherwise regular prenatal visits, you can seek certification in those instances. The medical certification process highlights the fact that the need for FMLA leave may occur both before and after the birth of a child. Let's first focus on issues that arise before the child is born. First, are prenatal visits covered by the FMLA? 
As I just alluded to when discussing medical certification, the answer is, is yes. The mother is allowed FMLA leave to attend prenatal appointments with uh, her doctor or midwife. What about other situations where, an impre- where a pregnant employee is unable to do the job? Leave is also allowed in those situations. According to the regulations, if a pregnant employee is incapable of doing her job because of something such as morning sickness, she's entitled to FMLA leave on these occasions. And this is the case even if the condition itself doesn't last for more than three days or um, if the, the mother is not under some regimen of, of continued care, uh, continued treatment by, by a health care provider. So if, if she's incapable of doing the job because of pregnancy, or if she's attending the, the prenatal visits leading up to the birth of the baby, she is entitled to FMLA leave in those situations. Let's focus next on leave issues that arise after the birth of the baby. First, Bill, what's an an employee's entitlement to leave upon the birth of their child? Well, Jeff, as you uh, alluded to earlier, the FMLA provides for for leave to bond with the newborn child. Um, There's a limitation on that leave in that the bonding leave specifically has to be taken within 12 uh, months after the birth. So it is not an unlimited provision, um, but essentially it's 12 months. Uh, it has to be taken within 12 months after the birth. What about intermittent leave? Intermittent leave is, is allowed for other forms of, uh, of FMLA. What about in a situation um, for bonding time? Oh, it's a little bit unique uh, with respect to bonding time because intermittent leave, uh, leave for bonding time can be used intermittently, but only with the agreement of the employer. Um, some po- employers permit this and don't have an issue with it, um, but uh, a number of our clients say that uh, they generally don't allow the leave to be used intermittently, so it has to be taken in a single block. Uh, and once an employee comes back to work after the birth of the child, then they no longer have the right to use the leave uh, intermittently after that point. We've been focusing primarily here on mom. What about dad? Does he have the same rights that mom has? Generally, uh, he does. He, he maintains the same FMLA rights with a couple of, of caveats. First, like mom, the father can take up to 12 weeks of FMLA leave for bonding time uh, after the birth of the child. What about situations where um, the mom is unable to do her job or if if dad wants to attend prenatal visits. Here it depends uh, particularly on the status of the father as a husband. Under the, the new regulations last year, only a husband now is allowed FMLA leave to care for his pregnant wife during pregnancy. Thus, only a husband is allowed leave to attend prenatal visits or to care for the wife when she's incapable of performing her job because of pregnancy. Due to this this key change in the regulations, this leave uh, now for prenatal visits or to to care for uh, the mother because of incapacity is not available to someone like a boyfriend or a fiancé. Bill, the Department of Labor has a, a quirky rule about bonding time 
where both the husband and wife work for the same employer. Could you uh, explain that? Sure. The issue here arises, again, when you have both a husband and a wife working for the same employer and both are eligible for FMLA leave. In that case, uh, they can use a combined total of 12 weeks of leave for certain purposes, uh, to, uh, for the birth of a child, to care for a newborn child, or to care for a uh, parent um, of one of the employees. Now, they can still use FMLA leave for other reasons uh, outside those uh, that are included within this combined leave rule. So, for example, if both spouses use six weeks of leave to care for a uh, sick parent, each spouse uses up six weeks of leave, they've used their 12 weeks of leave for that reason, but then they each would be entitled to use an additional six weeks for their own serious health condition if that became necessary. Um, and again, another quirk, as uh, as Jeff uh, alluded to, with the uh, leave for fathers caring for uh, mothers prior to birth, this benefit is only available to married couples, husbands and wives. Doesn't apply to boyfriends, fiancés, etc. Finally, we have a number of school district clients who listen to our our podcast, and a, a common issue that arises for school districts and other public employers is that they agree to, in their collective bargaining agreement, to provide a certain amount of paid leave, usually six to eight weeks of paid leave. Um, And the question arises, can we run FMLA leave concurrently with that initial paid uh, leave period? First, before we answer that question, we encourage you to look directly uh, to your collective bargaining agreements as to what applies. Um, Are you allowed to run FMLA leave concurrently with your paid leave, or does the contract specifically um, obligate you to provide paid leave uh, followed by a period of FMLA leave? So I would certainly uh, advise you to look to the contract as to what your obligations are. Uh, if you don't have any contractual obligations, we always encourage uh, our clients within their FMLA policy to run FMLA concurrently with any other forms of paid leave, whether that's vacation, sick, personal, or uh, some form of maternity leave that they provide their employees. If you're not contractually obligated to um, to administer FMLA leave otherwise, uh, you're strongly advised to run FMLA leave concurrently with any other form of maternity leave. That concludes our FMLA Insights podcast for today. We encourage your feedback on any of our sessions. Please email us at fmla at franzic.com with any questions you might have about today's podcast or suggestions for future podcasts. This podcast is a free production of Franzic Radlet. Franzic Radlet's podcast and website are intended for general informational purposes only and are not legal advice. While we encourage your feedback, please do not send us any confidential information unless you are a client of our firm as your communications with us may not be privileged.